Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Tuesday Takes on Takes edition of the show. Y'all filled up the takes. We're going to get to them all here on the show. Kyle, welcome. How are you? Hello. I'm fine. How are you? I'm good, too. I guess we don't have to talk about cereal, uh, lawnmowers, or uh, you know iPhones. We can just dig into the stuff today, huh? Mm, trying to think if I have any airing grievances that are required, but I'm drawing a blank here. This, wow. this might be a first. <laughs> just dig right into the the topic at hand. How exciting! Yeah, yeah. I got yeah. nothing. Yeah. I got nothing at all. Well, we have uh, some controversial stuff coming our way. The oh, people are great. trying to get us to fight, Kyle, and I'm not taking it. I'm, we're just going to give good objective analysis here. So, shall we? You want this first one here? It's a first timer, Kyle. Yeah, I want. I want to pop the cherry. All right, Noah Schultz, welcome, first timer. He says, first take here after the Cardinals pass on Murray, Daniel Jones six to the Giants and Drew Locke, 10 to the Broncos will be the first two quarterbacks taken off the board. They fit with Gettleman and Elway like at a quarterback and both are stubborn GMs. First of all, hello, Noah. Thanks for partaking in takes on takes. We're very excited to have you. Second of all, no, because Daniel Jones is going 17 to the Giants. I don't think the Giants have the motivation to take Daniel Jones in the front end of this group. Do you? No. To me, the most wild part – go ahead. This is your take. I was going to say, I get the thought process behind pairing them in in the order and it falling the way that they do, but I just don't think the Giants are going to have the motivation or the urgency to pull the trigger on Daniel Jones at six. You do realize that he has Kyler Murray is not one of the first two quarterbacks yeah. in this take. Future Miami Dolphin great uh, Kyler Murray. If they if that happens, they should take him. They should take him. They should. I mean, listen, if he gets past, well, Cincinnati will take him at eleven then. So that makes Maybe this so. complicated because it's yeah, not even like you could trade up with that proposition to Buffalo. To Buffalo at ten. No, we're not dealing business oh. with you. Yeah, we'd love to. Oh, are you I'm kidding? Sure speaking you of would. Buffalo, I'm speaking, speaking of, of Buffalo, Buffalo. Yeah, I'm glad you got this take because I'm not. I'm morally not allowed to answer this take. And I told David this when he submitted the take. Said, so you know what my I answer know. is, and you know what Joe's answer is. Uh, at Joe Marino, at grinding the take, Ryan Fitzpatrick will throw more touchdowns and less interceptions than Josh Allen. Takes on takes. Um. So I can give you an objective answer here. Um, I think he will throw more touchdowns. Yes, I do believe that he will throw more touchdowns. Um, comparing the interception percentage, I looked at this in advance of the show because I know I would get this one. Josh Allen's interception percentage last year was 3.8%. Ryan Fitzpatrick's was 3.5% for his career. Oh, it's get weird. Yeah. So be close. it's close. Yeah. It's close. Fitz, you got to think about Fitz in the context of Miami's offense next year. I like this, this signing for Miami because 
I keep saying this, the Dolphins have a season to play. They've got to get through this. We know they're not probably going to be competitive, but you've got to get through it. And Ryan Fitzpatrick's a guy that can make the most of a bad offensive line because he gets the ball out quickly, right? And that's really going to be an asset to Miami uh, in their endeavors next season. And, and, and so a, a Ryan Fitzpatrick aging nothing to lose. This guy's always been a gunslinger. You don't think you're going to get peak gunslinger Fitzpatrick next year. So I'll take him on more interceptions than Josh, but I think it'll be pretty close. All right. Now here's, here's the kicker. Yeah. You ready for this? This is, this is a take from grinding the tape. Oh, wow. What if I set the over under for interceptions for Ryan Fitzpatrick next year at 18 and a half, Oh wow! Are you taking the over or the under? Under, that's so many. Under, that's yeah, that's so many. Eighteen and a half. He's got to throw nineteen in a, in a season. Yeah, that's a ton. Throw like twenty-five and twenty-one is the ratio next year. I mean, I I'm not saying I couldn't see that happen, but if you're making me bet, and I don't know if this is going to be one of those. Yeah, what's you want to go on the record here? Are we doing this? The first one of twenty nineteen. Let's revisit it because a I want to keep the line moving, and b like if right. I'm going to really throw some some bet capital down. I want to make sure it's a, an over under. We feel good about, we got to take it seriously this year. We got to chart yeah, this stuff. Know, right, you know, yeah. All right. We all right. Broke, broke well, three and three last year starting right now, organically throughout the course of now until the start of the season, let's get some good shit together. Yep. All right. You get this one. I like this one for you. Uh, Travis Allen Graber says, which position is more valuable pass rusher or wide receiver? I know that's a, not a, it's not a, take it's a question but i think it's a good question what do you think it is a good question travis travis i think he got john's opinion on this beforehand so and i think he's been fishing for something specifically trying to get a lot of opinions here for me it's pass rusher uh for me personally it's quarterback driven league so you need to have a quarterback protect your quarterback disrupt the other team's quarterback i think those are kind of your three premier philosophies as you're putting together a team and how do you do that and what can you do to do that and obviously protecting your quarterback is is important and having guys that uh, can separate quickly and protect him from holding the ball too long or exposing him to a lot of hits that has value too but a premier pass rusher I think that that can really wreck an opposing game plan whether it's from the inside or the outside doesn't have to be an edge rusher but a pass rush guy that will consistently get after the quarterback. I'll take that over a wide receiver. Uh, Ismail Gomez is here with some heat. <laughs> going to read this again, make sure I got it right. Oh boy. <laughs> Jay Sternberger is smoother in and out of his breaks than DK Metcalf takes on takes. Ishmael, my man, trying to get us to to get sour here on the podcast. And I don't know if this is just a shot at the agility scores that DK put up and that Sternberger Sternberger has better short shuttle and three cone. But my dude, I love Sternberger. I think that he's really good in terms of outbreaking patterns. He is clean. I love his route running. But come on now. I think that this is a made-up narrative because those agilities weren't good at all for DK is that he he's not smooth like watch the tape and Brad Kelly has done a masterful job of writing about this giving examples of film where it's he's not he's not rigid or segmented in and out of break so um I appreciate the question here but nah 
Nah, DK is more smooth. What do you think would have happened if he would have ran good agilities? Would like just the internet imploded on itself and like gone into a black hole or something? Like I don't Dude. know. I don't know what they would have done. We'd be talking about him at number two to the 49ers. Yeah. Be a foregone conclusion. My God. If he ran average times, this was like the ultimate disqualifier of like throwing the biggest wet blanket you possibly could over a unbelievable combine otherwise. Yeah. Big wet blanket. All right. Uh, you know much about Travion Williams? Because yeah, I'm about no, to ask you I about know, him. Right. I know about Travion Williams. Texas a <laughs> From Trevor Joseph, Travian Williams will be the only Pro Bowl rookie running back after being drafted by Chicago in the fourth round. Uh, usurping. Yeah, I don't know what that word means. Is that is that really a word? Yeah, usurping. It's okay, like when you overthrow, overthrow a previous like ruler. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Uh, this co- commonly used phrase in the Greek uh, mythology uh, or. <laughs> The, the Roman Empire is what I meant to say there. Oh, God, we're not going to cut this out, are we? No. We're gonna use it. <laughs> well, it's Great. gold. Great. Uh, <laughs> Do you want me to finish the take? Usurping Jordan <laughs> Howard. <laughs> what is this word? Uh, usurping. You, know, you had it right. You guys would never know that I get paid to write things. <laughs> My God. What is the word again? Usurping. You had it right. Usurping Jordan Howard on the depth chart and accumulating a thousand plus all purpose yards en route to the Super Bowl. So, loaded take here. Travion Williams is a pro bowler. He surplants, that's the word I would have used, Jordan Howard as a starting running back for the Bears, and he gets over a thousand all purpose yards en route to a Super Bowl for the Bears. Kyle, let's go. You know, if you watch Game of Thrones, you would have known what this word was. Right? See, that's that's exactly <laughs> that's why you knew it. Yeah. It's, it's exactly how I knew it. Um, <laughs> Travion Williams, the only Pro Bowl rookie running back. I'm going to say no. Uh, Travion's best qualities for me are kind of the supplemental parts of his game. He's a solid back, but I don't think he's anything spectacular, especially as a ball carrier. His pass protection is very, very good, and I think that gives him a chance to play early and often, but I don't think that makes him a rookie Pro Bowler. Uh, I would like the fit in Chicago. I do think Chicago is going to move on from Jordan Howard. Um, fourth round range seems about right. I don't think he gets a thousand all-purpose yards, and the Bears aren't winning the Super Bowl next year. How's that, Kyle? When uh, when that whole thing went down there with the usurp, yeah. it took me back to a place in second grade when you're with your classmates and it's story time, and you have to read out loud, and you know you get to the big word. And uh, you just kind of pause because, you know, I have no idea how to say it. And then the teacher just kind of comes in and, and gives, you know, gets your point in the right direction. Is this a segue to a King Wipes read? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> but it could have been. <laughs> could have been. And then you pooped your pants and then you really wish you had <laughs> King Wipes. <laughs> Wasn't even part of the plan today. You're welcome, King Wipes. Shoot. <laughs> Locked on 15 as the promo code. <laughs> well, please continue. So you're, you you get to the, the tough word. No, that was it. Yeah, that was the moment. Oh, that's you it. were the teacher. You were the teacher. Oh, I was a student. You knew it. You saw it coming. You saw it coming from a million miles away. Yeah. And you just came in usurping. Yeah. Like, usurping. surely Joe doesn't know this word. <laughs> Go ahead and fill in this blank pause here. I'm sorry. I thought there was going to be a little bit more payoff to that story. But now that it now that you finished your thought and I didn't butt in. Yeah, 
I can see exactly how that that parallel was lying dormant in wait for this wonderful moment in Draft Dudes history. Is it mine? I gotta give you a take. Yeah, Big Apple Sports Podcast. Oh, this is that slide dog that tried to get us to to do his ad read with his last take last week, didn't he? Yep. Uh, he didn't. Let me read it all the way through. Make sure there's no subliminal advertising in today's take. <laughs> there's not. There's not. He bastard. Takes on takes. Cleveland Farrell and Byron Murphy will be on the board for the Giants at 17, but Murphy is the pick to provide a stud in a struggling secondary in New York. Uh, I agree they'll both be on the clock at number 17, but I think that's going to be the sweet spot for Daniel Jones to the Giants. Uh, so I'll take this as a no. No, I don't think they're going to take either player at 17, although most either one would be a better pick than Daniel Jones. Kyle, this comes from Mr. Conductor. How he says you lining he, up so I was going to get this take? Because I'm the only one that has a take to give here. What? Well, you don't know what this question getting. even is. No, you see, I do know this. That's that's the, that's a fair, a poor assumption by you. Uh, Mr. Conductor says EA Games should lose all the exclusive rights so other studios can make better products and do right by consumers since EA's gotten greedy and lazy since the 2000s. It'd be better for everyone. The NFL and fans would reap the benefits. Okay, so what is this in referral to? EA Games, they make all the sports. They make Madden and... They make Madden. They have the exclusive deal for football, yeah. NFL gaming. Nailed it. And it sucks. Yeah, you nailed it. Now, mm. uh, you ever play 2K? 2K5? Never. 2K, I was a Madden truther, man. Wouldn't even touch that stuff. 2K5 has better gameplay right now than any Madden that has ever come out in the history of Madden. It's great gameplay. Great football simulation game. NFL 2K5. I believe it had T.O. on the cover. And that was it. You know, we we haven't uh, we haven't gotten anything good from from a football game since. And I do agree, exclusive rights are bullshit and um, promotes laziness. And EA Games, it's funny they'll give you a feature, but then they pull two more existing features. Like they had custom plays and playbooks and shit like that in like 2004, and we don't have the capability of implementing those sorts of things into games now get the hell out of here i want to i want to be able to draw up my own plays i'm gonna to put together a custom playbook i want to move my franchise at any time and not have you pre-template me the teams and the nicknames and the stadiums i agree this is a good take uh real quick yeah. real quick yeah. uh fun fact the last uh edition of madden that i purchased was the one with peyton hills on the cover any prediction? You got a prediction for the Madden cover guy here? 20 whatever oh, this year? years coming up? This year? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Baker. Another Brown? Yeah. Mahomes or Baker, right? Got to be yeah, one of those two. It's got to be a big young name. Big young gun. Be my bad. All right. Okay, so Joey Lafaro with a take for you, Joe. The Cardinals, this isn't even a hot take, Joey. This is just facts. The Cardinals secretly have no intention of trading, or I'm sorry, drafting Kyler Murray, but are trying to drive up the trade market for the first overall pick. If you wanted him, why hasn't the Rosen market developed any quicker? Takes on takes. 
don't hate this because there's some smoke there with Oakland wanting him and uh, they'd have to get to one to do that. So are they trying to drive that up? Um, I think they're going to take Kyler Murray at number one. You think, I think Arizona the Cardinals is? are taking? Yeah, I no, think Cardinals wrong. are taking. It's okay though. I still love you. I don't. I don't have any convictions. I'm, I'm. I don't have any great information. No inside scoops. I just feel like they're going to take him number one. Was there? So there any, you go. Was it conversations we had in Indianapolis that made you feel some sort of way, or is it just kind of your vibe on the situation based on what you're seeing? A little bit of both. A little bit of both. Yeah. I, we kind of go through this every year. We're like, about this time, we're like, we know the number one pick is Sam Darnold. It, you know, like, and then it, the truth comes out. And so right now we feel like the number one overall pick is Kyler Murray. And we don't. Though. Maybe it is. It's just we not Arizona's pick. Well, I don't know. I'm just going with Fielder. I don't have any great reasons to believe in any direction. You can feel it. Cal, do you want this next one? You can feel it down in your plums. I'm East, skipping this one. Eastbound and down? You know that? You ever see that show? Eastbound and down? No. Kidding me? No. Jeez, man. Uh, from Dominic out. Manzella. Give it to me. From Dominic, Manz- Dominic Manzella. No, give me Tyler's. Says, I want Tyler's. Tyler, Tyler Payne Willis. At the Joe Marino. You need an electric lawnmower and an iPhone. Takes on takes. Yes. Next question. Dominic Manzella <laughs> says, Brian Burns is a better prospect and fit for the New York Giants at six than Montez Sweat. But Gettleman will take sweat because he's more of a hog molly. Okay, here's the deal. Uh, yes, Brian Burns is a better prospect for every team in the NFL than Montez Sweat. I digress. Will Gettleman take sweat because he's, quote, more of a hog molly? <sighs> probably, I could probably see Gettleman going that route because Sweat's, a, I think, a little more stout against the run. So he'll make the excuses to do that. It seems like Gettleman likes to uh, avoid going after true difference makers on either <laughs> side of the ball. So that would be fitting for him to forego the best pass rusher in the class to go out and draft uh, the fourth best defensive end who just so happened to run and test really well but doesn't have that functional application of it on tape. So let's move on. Giants ball shack. What? Giants Ball Shack. I'm trying to interpret these names as we go, Joe. Uh, this one is meant for you. It was you were added at the <laughs> Joe Marino only. Who has a better career? I love this question. Joe Daniel Jones, the punter, who fun fact has some great pooch punts mm-hmm. on his film, or Trace McSorley, the safety. Hashtag takes all takes. Daniel Jones, five career punts, Kyle, for 170 yards. Uh, he put two inside the 20 last year. Um, nah, I think it's a nice nice ability to be able to pooch punt, you know? I would get, pooch get punt out there all f- the time, for the record. Absolutely. Get out there and see the look and give yourself a chance to run a play. If not, just pop it down in there. If I'm on the plus side of the 50, I don't think I'm ever punting out of a regular formation. Plus, you get the safety up there a little right. closer? Come yeah. on. You I, get, let, let the ball yeah. roll around a little bit. So get, give me Daniel Jones, the punter, because I don't think I think Trace is too stubborn to play safety. He's going to wind up playing quarterback in the AAF. Uh, Kyle, this one is one we could fight about potentially. Uh, Cameron Spencer says, 
Paris Campbell will get overdrafted in the first or second round thanks to a strong combine and box score scouting. But because Campbell is just slightly better than Brashad Perriman, he will never quite live up to his draft stock. (laughs) Tell us how you really feel, man. You buried the poor guy. Um, Yeah, I think there's a very realistic chance that Paris Campbell gets overdrafted in the late first or early second round. You know who I had read as a team? that somebody had tried to connect the dots to for him, and I actually kind of like it. It's just that price is going to be outrageously high. We got Arizona at 33 with Cliff Kingsbury. Oh, he'd be perfect that for that. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, you got to try and hope he's there at 65, right, or whatever their, their early third is. Like, you can't take him at 33. I would not be surprised if he's taken at 33 because he's speed, speed, speed for days. Uh, was a productive football player. He's not exactly small either. He's not a big receiver, but he's not frail like some of the other speedy guys. So, Cameron, I think you're dead on with this take, man. Um, slightly better than Brashad Perriman. I gave Brashad a four, and I think I have Campbell at a three. So we're all on the same page here. Austin Cooper. Ideal offensive system fit, timing, rhythm-based, air corral, spread, etc., is more important in wide receiver evaluation than where they will line up, and it should be a larger part of the draft discussion. Takes on takes. Um, that's interesting because I've always thought of receivers as roles within the scheme and never really thought this would be a perfect you know, West Coast receiver, Coriel receiver, right? just because within every system there's usages for different – types of skill sets um i think the more the most important thing for any receiver is lining them up appropriately using them effectively having paris campbell is a good example i know he runs 431 but if you want him to be a guy running vertical routes and relying on his ball skills to make plays down the field i think you're misusing his skill set just like you know you're not gonna have other receivers, you know, that win on the linear plane, running a lot of in-breaking patterns where they have to cross the face of a corner. So I think you, you, receivers aren't often scheme-specific as much as they need to be asked to do the things, asked to perform a role that is conducive for what they do well. you have any thoughts there, Kyle? Uh, I kind of see it in the same light as what you do as far as the kind of the context required. I don't have any exceptional depth to add on top of that. We got a lot of takes to go. So I'm punting. I'm pooch punting. Lopez football update says, what do you think of Elway thinking Flacco is just entering his prime? Um, Of course he does. He's wrong, (laughs) but of course he does. Andrew. Dante Moncrief will catch more touchdown passes than Antonio Brown in 2019. Book it. Reported by James Strong. So hold on a second. So, I need to look one one thing up here. To this, this is okay. So Antonio Brown had 15 touchdown catches last year. Dante Moncrief for his career has 21. Yeah. Um uh, no, I think I think that Antonio Brown's going to catch a lot of touchdown passes. He's had at least nine every season since 2014. Four of the last five years, he's had double digits. 
He's playing for Gruden. He's gonna they're gonna throw the football. Even uh, in Moncrief with Roethlisberger, I think he's probably he's probably gonna be their fourth receiver. I think they're gonna want to have James Washington, a rookie, and Juju as their primary options. So I don't I don't know I, I don't I I respect where you're coming from here. I don't think it's gonna happen. All right, Kyle. This is one of those. Um, oh, that was reported. You already got that. This one yes. is from Steel, Steel Lungs. It comes from if Bud Dupree gained 20 pounds, he would make a better three tech than he does an edge. I think that's a big jump. I think that's a big instinctual jump for a guy that doesn't have any instincts. So that's a problem. So I'm going to pass on that. Uh, Attila. The Cleveland Browns will have the number one ranked offense in yards and scoring at the end of the 2019 NFL season. I think we have a tendency to do this whenever like teams make these splashy moves and like stack up. Um, and I think it's easy to say like, yeah, there's every reason to believe that's true. I just, I feel like I'm going to take the field. Right. So I think that there's 31 other teams. And so that's just me being, kind of, uh, I guess, safe with it. And I'll say that they don't lead the NFL in those two categories, although I, I would hope that they're in the top seven, five, but I'm not ready to anoint them like that. Um, can you handle this one, Kyle? Yeah. Charlie Gross says, who finishes with a better record this year, the Bills or the Raiders? The Bills do. Fear the beard. Sean Gary is what Deshaun Hand is now. Uh, this was reported by Jared Huff. So this was not a take submitted to us from Fear the Beard, but he was tattled on by Jared, and we're here for that. So it's good work. So I think they're really different because I think Gary's like a really good athlete, but he's not very technical, where Deshaun Hand is not a great athlete, but he's super technical. So, like, they win very differently. Um, and I think maybe this is more praising hand than it is taking a shot at Gary, in my opinion. But um, I think they win very differently. So I don't know what that means by is now. Their role, I think they'll have different roles. I think Gary's going to play a 4-3 end. You know, hand plays a lot of interior. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I agree with that at all. Uh, Andrew Tate, DK Metcalf is going number six to the Giants. No. Defense or offensive tackle. I think he's got a more realistic chance to go four to the Raiders than he does six to the Giants. How's that? Counter take. I, li- I like him to the Jags at seven. Oh, yeah. If he's there? Yeah. Yeah, makes sense to me. Yeah, they need some size there. Yeah. Uh, Mike, the card signed Suggs to mentor Josh Allen, whom they will draft at four overall. So we're projecting a trade back to Oakland. <laughs> uh, if the cards get to number four... That means they're obviously committing to Josh Rosen, right? Correct. We need some offensive line, brother. <laughs> you better give me Juwan Taylor at number four if you're going to be uh, trading back. I mean, uh, I, I agree that pass rush is, is potentially, you know, look, there's a need. Every team can use a good edge rusher like Josh Allen, but uh, Josh Rosen's going to die if we don't get some help from him <laughs> up front. He'll be able to get the best tackle in the class at four, potentially. So that's what I would do. Uh, Justice Hill fanboy, I like that. Uh, he says, the Steelers will win less than five games next year, and Big Ben will retire midseason because that's the kind of guy he is. We're leaving the people with that one. Okay, well, first of all, you're right. That is the kind of guy he is. 
but I still don't think he would do it. And <laughs> I still don't think the Steelers win four or less games because you said less than five. You said five or less. You might have suckered me in with the five, but I don't think they're going to be a very good team next year. But at the same time, they're Juju Smith-Schuster. They do have Ben Roethlisberger. Their running game, they've proven they've got key cogs that they can remove from that, and that piece of their offense is still going to churn out quite consistently. So uh, the division's caught up to them. Make no mistake about it. Uh, I think they'll be stressed much more this year than in past years, and uh, I don't think they're going to have a very successful year just kind of looking at what the landscape looks for them right now. But four less wins and a Big Ten or Big Ben retirement midway through the year is a little rich for my blood. So I'm going to pass. Make sure you guys come back. Check out the rest of the week. Joe, what are we doing the rest of the week? Mocking. Mocking. We're doing a mock draft, alternating picks. We won't know them as we go on the air. So there's going to be some authentic reactions. We're going to put each other in a bind with our picks, hopefully. We really like to put each other in tough spots. And uh, it's going to be fun. So come back the rest of the week. Hit subscribe on the Draft Dudes podcast. Thanks for listening. Swing over to thedraftnetwork.com. And we will see you tomorrow for picks one through 11. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.